welcome to the Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, as we begin, how about uh, we begin to start with a prayer? And serenity prayer? God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Uh, we have some uh, questions from the Ask It Basket. Uh, what does life on life terms mean to you? What does acceptance mean to you? And what does self-will look like for you? Uh, I think I'd like to deal with uh, what does self-will look like for you. And in the uh, 12 and 12, on step 3... Say, and I think it's probably be about page 38. And the paragraph starts uh, Should his own image in the mirror be too often to contemplate? Is that the right page? 38? 37. 37, thank you. Should his own image in the mirror too awful to contemplate and it usually is he might first take a look at the results normal people are getting from self-sufficiency everywhere people he's everywhere he sees people filled with anger and fear society breaking up into warring fragments each fragment says to the others we are right and you are wrong every such pressure group if it is strong enough self-righteously imposes its will upon the rest and everywhere the same thing is being done on an individual basis. The sum of all this mighty effort is less peace and less brotherhood than before. The philosophy of self-sufficiency is not paying off. Plainly enough, it is a bone-crushing juggernaut whose final achievement is ruined. What's a juggernaut? Pardon me? Weapon of War? A lot of people define juggernaut as an insurmountable force, an irresistible force. And it's one of those things that I looked it up in the dictionary, and one of the definitions from which all the rest seem to have sprung is a juggernaut is a cart, C-A-R-T, a cart, and uh, and in India or thereabouts, the uh, 
worshippers, the Hindu worshippers of the idol uh, or god Krishna, you know, the one with all the arms and stuff, they put this big idol on top of this cart and they would drag it through the streets in an annual procession. And the true believers would throw themselves underneath the wheels of this cart to be crushed. Kind of a tough guy, I think. <laughs> but uh, that's what a juggernaut originally was. So, you know, they'd take this cart with the idol on it, the juggernaut, and they'd drag it through the streets and everybody would, you know, celebrate. The sum of all this mighty effort is less peace and less brotherhood than before. The philosophy of self-sufficiency. I don't need anybody else. I'm, you know, I get to decide all by myself uh, what's good for me, and I'm going to run my life on self-will without listening to anybody else. The philosophy of self-sufficiency is not paying off. Plainly enough, if the philosophy of self-sufficiency is a bone-crushing juggernaut whose final achievement is ruined. Kind of a vivid metaphor there. Uh, what does self-will look like for you is the question from the Ask It Basket. And for me, I make a distinction between selfishness and enlightened self-interest. Enlightened self-interest means everybody gains. I, I might not like it. Liking it is optional. But it's in everybody's best interest. You know, On our coins, our medallions, that uh, our tokens, there's that inscription on there that says, To thine own self be true. And the rest of that sentence is, to thine own self be true, and if you be true to yourself, you can be false to no man. So, but true to our best self. And selfishness is gaining, personal gain, at the expense of somebody else. Self-interest, enlightened self-interest, is that everybody gains. And I might not get what I want, but it will be in the best interest of all concern. So, in one respect, I think that self-will is a good thing. You know, that we do have will. Some people say that an act of will is the one true act. An act of will is the one true act because it precedes everything else. It's a decision. I will move that cup from there to there. I will pick up this book. I will sit down. I will speak. You know, it, an act of will is that which precedes everything else. It's the one true act. My problem has been the misuse of self-will. And we talked about that and read about it in, at the end of step three last night, where we uh, read in the big book where it said that uh, trying to bring my will into alignment with God's will for me is the purpose of each and every one of the steps of this program. And, uh, and I had tried to bombard my problems with self-will instead of trying to bring it into alignment with God's will for me. So that's my understanding of self-will. 
You know, I need will. It takes will to act. I need all the will that I got. But I want to have an appropriate exertion, exercise of my will as opposed to uh, when I was trying to get ahead at everybody else's expense and that didn't work. What do you think? Yeah, I think um, that as I was saying yesterday that well, um, you know, my own experience with, with how we're talking about self-will in regards to recovery there is a, an important differenti differentiation that I make in that one of the most important things that I do every day is the conscious act of turning my will and life over the care of God in the third step every morning when I say that prayer. And that, as Robert said, to just second him, is to me is the proper proper use of what God gave me uh, with free will. Um, and my interpretation with self-will in the sense of what we're talking about and what I read last night in the section um, in the big book about the third step first requirement is that we be convinced that any life run on self-will can hardly be a success on that basis we are almost always in collision with something or somebody even though our motives are good most people try to live by self-propulsion so that to me, you know, again, think about it in my own experience in light of what that's saying is um, even when I'm operating out of selfishness, right, um, and not out of a place of um, trying to align myself with God's will, I find that I'm indeed in, co you know, in conflict with people or situations most of the time. Um, and if there's a period in the in the day where I find that that's happening, I can I can kind of check myself and see that okay I'm I'm really running running around right now on self will, and um, I think that there's you know the there there's the the higher I guess this may get a little philosophical but the higher part of man and the lower part of man and that that there is the true self kind of how he was saying and that that underneath the ego there is a god-centered part of all of us and what 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 we do when we try to align ourselves with god's will in the third step and then with working the rest of the steps think of really you know, my experience has been that it's raised me up out of that degenerate lower self into, um, you know, the real, the, the, the God-centered part of me and breaks through um, the, the selfishness, self-centeredness that keeps me separated from, from God. And um, so that, that's my take on, on self-will. And I like to use... Uh, as I used little analogy last night about living by self-propulsion, I like to. I'm a real visual person. I like, you know, I learn well visually, and so I, I picture, you know, a little rocket packet on my back that says self-will on it, and that that scoots me around all day. If I if I don't make the conscious decision to to um, say that third step with all of my heart and really try to live by that. Um, 
So that's my take on Thank you, Adam. what self-will looks like. Yeah. Okay. I'd add one more thing about self-will. For a long time, you know, it's a uh, not thy will, but, uh, not my will, but thy will be done. And it occurred to me, I think, about last year that maybe I could get to the point where there weren't two wills. That, you know, when I say not my will, but thy will, and that means that there's a separation. How about if I, and this is just for me, said, my will is your will. That's what I want. I, I want my will to be your will. My will is your will. That's what I want. I don't want two wills here. I want my will to be your will. Anyway, uh, what does acceptance mean to you? Uh, I think there's a newer... Who's got the new book? Uh, the fourth edition. That's uh, just the roundabout way of asking us to read 449. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. And what is it in the 417? 417 in the uh, fourth edition. And it's under Doctor Alcoholic Addict. Now it's called acceptance. Acceptance was the answer. They had to get the addicts out of the people. And the in the third edition on page 452, one second paragraph, it says, Acceptance is the key to my relationship with God today. I never just sit and do nothing while waiting for Him to tell me what to do. Rather, I do whatever is in front of me to be done, and I leave the results up to Him. However it turns out, that's what God's will is for me. It, that's the last page of the story, second to last paragraph yeah. of the story. Yeah. Uh-huh. Everybody get together there. Acceptance is the key to my relationship with God today. I never sit and do nothing while waiting for Him to tell me what to do. Rather, I do whatever is in front of me to be done and I leave the results up to Him. However it turns out, that's God's will for me. So, acceptance for me is like Coincidence and luck is God's way of remaining anonymous. Coincidence and luck is God's way of remaining anonymous. I don't believe that there's any mistakes in the universe. That whatever's going on, you know, is happening for a reason. And if I saw things the way that God sees things, you know, there would be harmony in the universe. My problem is that I don't see things as God sees things. And I certainly don't conduct myself at all times the way that I think that God would have me act uh, if I had my will in accord with His. And so what I need to do is to look and see what I need to accept and what actions I need to take. Acceptance doesn't relieve me from taking actions. Rather, I do what is whatever in front of me to be done. And how do I know what to do? Well, the steps will tell me what to do. You know, and uh, 
and we talked last night about uh, the fourth step and you know the fourth step says that uh, let me look here I find it real fast the disturbance Pardon me? might be in the fall and fall maybe uh, in the uh, 12 and 12 uh, step 4 page 49 and the paragraph starts, but in essay we slowly learned that something had to be done about our vengeful resentments. 47. 47. So that paragraph says, but in essay we slowly learned that something had to be done about our vengeful resentments, self-pity, and unwarranted pride. We had to see that every time we played the big shot, we turned people against us. We had to see that when we harbored grudges and planned revenge for such defeats, we were really beating ourselves with a club of anger we had intended to use on others. We learned that if we were seriously disturbed, our first need was to quiet that disturbance regardless of who or what we thought had caused it. So, also in the 12 and 12, uh, on, back on step 10 where it says continue to take personal inventory there's a line in there that I hate it says it is a spiritual axiom that whenever we are disturbed no matter what the cause there's something wrong with us so you know whenever I'm disturbed you know that you know about a situation about some impen something impending uh, whatever it is you know, it's like the first thing I need to do is do a, a personal inventory. What's going on on the inner landscape here? You know, what am I feeling? Anxious, fear, uh, jealousy, envy, resentment, whatever it is. And, okay, now I know where I am and where do I want to be? Ultimately, I want to be at peace. That's, that's where I want to get to. I want to, I want to be at peace. And how do I get there? Or the rest of the steps. And how I work uh, 5 through 12 allows me to get to that point of peace. And, uh, and we'll talk more in step 11 about prayer and meditation. And the 11th step prayer is a wonderful prayer. And it starts out, you know, uh, Lord, make me a channel of thy peace. And then how do we get that peace? Well, well. Stay tuned, and get the answer to that later. And what does life on life's terms mean to you? Uh, life is now in session. You know, life is now in session, and you know it's the serenity prayer. 
Let me accept the things I cannot change, change the things I can, the wisdom to know the difference. And what is it that I can change? Me. I can change my will, I can change my actions. What do you think, Al? Yeah, I think those two go together nicely. Um, and, uh, well, all three of them, I think, all tie in. I remember talking to my first sponsor, Matthew, and um, first getting sober. And I'd come in for a conversation with him, and I'd uh, have a litany of all my problems and, you know, discuss about all of my difficulties in life that I'm having and go on and on for a while. And he'd just sit there quietly, and then he'd say, uh, let's see, oh, it used to piss me off because I wanted a real nice long response, right? He'd say, he worked a lot with me, um, I'm a Christian, he'd work a lot with uh, the Jesus prayer. And so he'd say, whatever's happening right now is God's will, just say the Jesus prayer, see you tomorrow. And I, oh boy. <laughs> oh man, it just really got me. And, uh, but, I, but the point was, 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 he was trying to get my mind starting to move into the solution as opposed to always focusing on my problems and my litany of, of hard times. And, um, and 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 it's 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 true. And I I use it today. If I start to find that I'm disturbed, what this really says, okay, acceptance to me uh, is is when I begin to take responsibility for my recovery um, and my actions. Therefore, if I'm disturbed, then I need I I got to take my own inventory and look at myself. And, you know, the inventory is mine, not the other man's. And that really pushes me to take full responsibility for my life and my actions and my recovery. And then if I do that, then I'm able to, to, to you know, I'm more easily able to accept whatever situation, person, place, or thing, or what have you. And um, and kind of connect with the truth that nothing happens in God's world by mistake, and um, and I especially believe that statement um, along the lines with the third step again. If I make that contract with God in the morning, I'm going to be your man today, God. Um, I want to do what you want me to do to the best of my ability then I kind of foresee whatever happens through the course of the day, I trust that he is, is, even if I deviate, is going to kind of map out, you know, the day for the most part, and whatever happens, challenges, or what have you, as opposed to looking at them as a problem, I can look at them as an opportunity to demonstrate um, his love in my life and his power in my life as opposed to everything is a struggle and a problem as the book says I think an opportunity to demonstrate his omnipotence and um, that's absolutely true and uh, the more the, the more I can do that and stay connected with um, really my morning prayer time it's, is, is so vital for me I do it every single day and uh Go through the first few steps and, and make that contract with God in the morning, and then um, try to keep that type of action and and thought and motivation going through the rest of the day. And um, it's it's 
done a world of good for me. So there you go. Great. Thank you. terms of lust, if, if, if lust has popped into my mind, that's a disturbance. And the first job I need to quiet that disturbance, probably with a prayer or some simple Jesus prayer, serenity prayer, something pretty quick. And then going to the spiritual axiom, after I've quieted a little bit, recognize there's something wrong with me. It's, it's this fear, it's a resentment, it's lack of sleep, I'm hungry, lonely, whatever. You can't pray for somebody and lust after them at the same time. And you know, I got and thank you for that question uh, or that comment with lust. My sponsor told me, you know, you, you can't lust after someone and pray for them at the same time. And one of the things that, you know, one is, you know, the immediate trigger or uh, eye candy, lust image. And then there's the ones later. It used to be, you know, before I got ready to go to sleep and, you know, the images or memories would come back. And... I started playing this game that my my addict hates this game. I love it. And it's, you know, instead of imagining how I could act out with whatever memory it is, trying to imagine how I could act well. And like my addict goes, what the hell are you doing? You're ruining everything. It's like, yeah, that's the point. You see, I, I took the attic and I get him down here where I can talk to him. You know? <laughs> it's okay to lie to him, too, because he's been lying to me for years. He's trying to kill me. Uh, and the other is the immediate one. You know, seeing somebody in a store, being in line, being you know, in proximity. And that is, sister may no harm come to you by my hand. Sister may no harm come to you by my hand. Sister may no harm come to you by my hand. And sometimes that prayer is too long. I mean, I need something. <laughs> now, and uh, and the Sanskrit uh, in Sanskrit, there's a, a word, word namaste, n a m a s t e, namaste, and it means I behold the Christ Spirit in you. And namaste, 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 namaste. Namaste. And when I focus on namaste, you know, it, that seems to work. And then I can, uh, that gets me to the point. And, you know, the last couple of years, the thing that really has enhanced my ability to let go of lust, and I don't know why it has taken me this long to get to that point, but it is, God, may I find in you what I'm seeking here. God, and being willing to to get there has been a real challenge for me. You know, which is why I say when you know, I say those two prayers in the morning, you know, that God help me be willing to be sober today. Help me to want to be sober today. Because that's where I the want is. You know, to I want to choose you instead of my drug. <laughs> 
I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve.